Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, June 7, 2014, and you're tuned in to another episode of The Missy Show. Ah, I can't talk today. The Missy Show. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I don't know what's going on. Is this going to be the drunk show part two? It's going to be the drunk show part two, my dear. I do believe. Hey, Jay. Hey, Dee. How you doing, buddy? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. And you know what? Sometimes that's all you can do. That that's the only guarantee you can give. It's just that I'm here. You showed up, and hey, that's half the battle right up. there. I showed up. I am here. <laughs> Mark me present. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, that's good enough. I'm just glad you're here with me. Hey, we're doing another nighttime edition. I know. It's 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 it's. It's strange because I'm so used to having the sun coming in out of the windows and everything and thinking about, you know, how how hot it was and everything. But now it's, like, dark outside and, you know, I'm I'm under my covers. If you needed to know where I'm at. <laughs> you to know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, comfortable in jammies. You know, it's, it's, it's 10 o'clock here. We're in the, the central time zone, so, you know, maybe it's later for some of our listeners or maybe it's earlier for some. But either way, we're very happy that you're joining us this Saturday night. And I would like to give a special happy birthday to my hubby. Today is his birthday, so happy, happy, birthday. happy birthday to you, sir. And happy birthday, hubby. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, baby. All right. I just want to say, first and foremost, I tweaked the title a little bit. Okay. The original title of the show was supposed to be Pets and History. But because we might not necessarily be talking about just pets, you know, I just thought that I'd make it more broad. So I changed the title to Animals Through the Ages. There we go. <laughs> because one of mine, maybe, maybe like, a couple of mine that I'm talking about may not be traditional pets. They're animals, you know, but not traditional pets. So it's uh, animals through the ages. <laughs> a lot of mine are traditional. I have one that's traditional. <laughs> that, that's okay. That hey, we're going with it. We're gonna roll with it. We're gonna go with it. We're gonna. It's go what we do. It. It's what we do. Um, for those who would like to join in the conversation, um, please call 347-838-8313 or leave us a comment on our Facebook page, and we're at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44 or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash missyshow. So we'd be happy to hear from you. We'd be happy to um, have you join us, you know, follow us on Twitter or either, you know, like us on Facebook. Please. Please do. <laughs> so who's going to go first? 
What animals do you have? Here's my thing, because, you know, it was it was a long day today. And so I started to do my research, and I was like, okay, well, let's just get into this. And so I did my little research. And the first thing that came up with me, because I was thinking, okay, animals in history, you know, prior to you changing the title, animals in history, I'm like, well, let's just go back to the very beginning, the very, very beginning. And so I ended up in the Hebrew Bible, the book of Genesis, Yes, I, I ended up there too myself, actually. And, you know, and and of course you you go there and you you come up with the animal of all. Well, I guess I don't know if you call it. Well, I guess it's an animal, reptile, maybe. Yeah, see, you you found one of the same ones I found. I know where you're going with it. You know where I'm going, Jay. Mm-hmm. You know the the, the serpent. Yes, <laughs> the serpent and good old snake. The good old snake in the book of Genesis. You know. The serpent in the Garden of Eden, the serpent was portrayed as the deceptive creature, the trickster, you know? Yeah. He had the ability to speak and reason, and poor Adam and Eve, I tell you, poor Adam and Eve were deceived by the serpent. And yeah. it's the situation that we're all in now. <laughs> exactly, you know, he, you know, he, he, I don't know why I want to say he, it was seen throughout history as, you know, partly being the responsible responsible fall of man, you know, or right. part of it anyway. Not, maybe not the whole part of it, but kind of what was the catalyst for it. Let's put it that way. Exactly. And all of the other things to follow because of the old serpent in the tree and, and, and getting to Eve and convincing her, you know, hey, take this apple and then go give it to your buddy Adam. <laughs> so... Things kind of trickled down for that, but what I what I found was that you know snakes, serpents, whatever you want to call them, kind of kind of went through history and went on until you get into your Egyptian times. And you have you know snakes were seen as destroyers or protectors. You had your your poisonous species where they had them where they would kind of protect the Egyptian kings. And then you had your non-poisonous species snakes that they used as sort of like exterminators to kind of catch everything that kind of roamed around the kingdoms, I guess, the rats and the rodents. Right. Right. Yes, yes. And so the serpent, snakes in particular, has kind of been around for a very long time. Yes, they they have. And and they, they have... They have a pretty negative rep, but then, in, but in some cultures, they're also seen as signs of fertility. You know, so they're not yeah. totally bad. You know, because like you said, they do kill rodents. You know, they do have their usefulness. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, they had. Well, when I was looking at them, because I went into the whole snakes, and then I got specifically into specific snakes like cobras, the the role of cobras in history. And and what I did not know, and maybe you knew this, Jay, but I did not know this, you know, Cleopatra uh, apparently, allegedly committed suicide because there had been some other kind of takes on that whole story, but allegedly she committed suicide by using a cobra. You know what? I think I did read that because I read this great book. It's terribly, terribly thick, but it's worth the read, and I think it's called The Memoirs of Cleopatra, and I think I did read that in there, and it, I mean, it's an awesome book, but yes, I did read that. I couldn't yeah, remember I what type of snake it was, though. It was, they, well, they said that it was identified as an, I don't know if this is the correct pronunciation, they initially said it was, they, Shakespeare 
identified it as um, an ASP. Well, ASP. Yes, that ASP. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But um, they kind of, if it was Egyptian and it was in that period of time, they pretty much said, well, it probably was a cobra. If, Why? If, if it were, if that was truly how she, could, you know, killed herself. Recently, they kind of say, you know, she didn't use a snake. It was like a suicide cocktail, and she's opium and hemlock and all this other stuff. But back in that time, they believed that that's kind of how she she kind of took herself out with a with a cobra. So, ooh, I'm sorry, but I don't know what to do. Well, I guess if you wanted to kill yourself, that would be the way to go. I guess so, but hey, I'm sorry. I, just, I mean, I guess you just sit there and wait for it to happen. <laughs> wait for it it's to happen. I'd rather say have taken some poison or something, but yeah, I, guess I would. If you really want it to be guaranteed to be dead, that would be the way to go. That would be the way to go, but I, I think, you know, I would have been right up there with that whole suicide cocktail. If I was going to go get me some opium to add a little hemlock in there, and I'm, I'm good to go. Okay, see y'all later. Hi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm 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 sorry. It's, you know. I also read that the cobra was an important not just in our you know, I guess I don't want to say in our culture or whatever, but if you look in other religions, the cobra because the cobra kinda the cobra is I don't know, I kept seeing different things and it centered around cobras and what they were used for and their symbolic uses of them and then I came across um, Hindu and Buddhist religion, where in Hindu, the Hindu god Shiva, which I'm please all of our listeners that <laughs> might be Hindu or Buddhist, please excuse me for the pronunciation of these um, god names and deity names because I, I'm going to do my best, but I can't guarantee you I'm saying them correctly, so just excuse me. But what I did know that the cobra was used in the Hindu and Buddhist religions, the Hindu god Shiva or Shiva usually is depicted with a cobra around his neck as he meditates. And the god Vishnu is shown to shown where a cobra rests on his back and <laughs> why he dreams the universe into being. So I I didn't even know that and I've been there a couple of times so I didn't think about that at all. I'm gonna to have to go back and look at some of those pictures that I have to see exactly if there is a cobra there. And now that is that is fascinating. And you know, I don't know. Are, are you familiar with like Kundalini meditation? I think I've heard of that. I think I've yeah, and that has something to do with the snake too. It's some type of energy that's at the base of our spine, and when you engage in the Kundalini meditation, it unleashes that energy. But it, it's supposedly like coiled up at the base of our spine, and, and it's sort of like the snake-like energy. Ooh. And and it, it's very fascinating, but but they say it's just like this very powerful release type feeling that you get when you engage in the kundalini kundalini meditation. You know, or at least for some people, they say that that's what they've experienced. Oh, okay, very fascinating. What's, the, what's that saying? Hmm? Kundalini. Uh huh. Kundalini. Kundalini. Okay. Yeah, but the K kundalini meditation. It, it's fascinating. You should you know like look it up sometime. It's it's really. It sounds like it's. It's pretty cool. Actually, I think I first heard about it, I think, in Eat, Pray, Love. I think the author, she talks about that type of meditation. I think she engages in that meditation. Oh, okay. While she's over in India. I need to check that out. That sounds interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It it really does. It's really fascinating. 
It sounds interesting. Well, what what do you have, Jay? What what are the ones? What are some of the ones you have? Well, of course, I had to research my favorite animal, which of course is the cat. I love all animals, but you know, I have an affinity for cats. I just found it interesting, you know, how far back in history they go. Um, mm-hmm. At first, of course, they weren't domesticated. They they were just sort of in the wild, you know, over in Egypt, and um, they think that they domesticated them at first to help um, control the rodent population. You know, it it was something that happened over time, but of course the Egyptians, they came to have a very special relationship with the cat. And of course they actually, in in some cases, ended up worshipping cats. And they they also had them as pets. And I found it interesting when they said that um, sometimes you could be condemned to death if you committed a crime against the cat. Oh, really? Whether it was deliberate or not, you know, um, there there were cases where people ended up being, um, you, you got stoned or you, you pretty much got killed or executed, you know, for the murder of a cat. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I even, oh, yeah. They, they weren't playing about their, their cats. You know, they really adored their cats over there. And um, there, there was also something where the Egyptians, um, were having some type of um, quarrel with Persians or they were at war or whatever. And so the Persian leader actually, you know, came up with this idea to round up all the cats or to get as many of the Egyptian cats as possible because he knew that the Egyptians really adored and loved their cats. And so he got the cats and um, when they got to the battlefield or whatever, the Egyptians noticed that, you know, they had all their cats over there, and rather than risk hurting their cats, they surrendered over to the Persians wow. because they adored their cats that much, and they saw the cats just sort of running around on the field in, in distress, and they would rather just surrender than to, you know, have them do anything to their cats. They adored cats just that wow. much. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I found that very fascinating that, that you would potentially just, surrender in a battle just to avoid any slaughter of your cat. You know, the love of animal goes back a very, very long, long way. You know, the companionship of animals, it goes all the way back. I mean, because I was reading the same thing about, and it's similar, I think, I don't know, you know, it's similar with the Egyptian and their dogs. You know, they were linked to the jackal god, um, Anubis, I think that was his name. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, they were linked to to the the jackal god Anubis, and and remember, I think on the last show we were talking about how they mourned some of them, and they they had such a close relationship with with their dogs that when when the dog would would die, they would mummify the dog as well, you know, mummify the person, but they would also mummify the dog as well. Yeah, and you know what they would do the cats the same way, and it's interesting yeah. in my research, I found that same thing that you were saying about them shaving their eyebrows, yes. I found that about the cats, that when, when they, if a cat died of natural causes, that the members, they would mourn the cat by shaving their eyebrows. Yes, exactly. That's why I'm like, you know, this is not something we just started when we supposedly domesticated, you know. This has been going on a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And and even with the, when they would mummify the cat, they would even, and they would have, mice 
they would put mice in there with the cats, you know, just like how they would prepare for the afterlife by putting yeah. things that they thought they would need in the afterlife and the sarcophagus with them. They would do the same thing for the cats. They would put mice in there with the cats because they would figure wow. they need them in the afterlife. So, wouldn't that be something, though? You know how when they go and they, they go and find the, the, the discover these tombs and you see the mummy and you see the things that they put in there and just to, I guess uh, it just would be interesting to find if you found a mummified cat or dog or something and you see the mice, little skeleton of the mice thing or whatever. Yeah. I wonder what they put in there for the dogs. But what if that is interesting? I, I guess whatever it would have been that the dogs would have eaten at that time. Yeah, I guess but, so. But I saw that, that they, they put some mice because they actually said that they found, like, a lot of um, mouse or, or rat skeletons, you know, along with the, you know, cat remains. Wow. I mean, as an archaeologist, I guess that would be, like, an amazing discovery. You're going I think to. it would. All I know is I love my, and, and not to say that anthropology and archaeology are the same thing. I know they're two different things. I never took an archaeology class, but I think I would have loved it. But I, do you remember when we took anthropology together? I exactly. love that class. That intro to anthropology. That was, like, the best thing because we, I found out some things I thought that is just fascinating to me. I just remember the Yanomamo people. I have to research and find out what type of animals that they have. I don't remember now, but I just remember them from that class. Yeah. That was very interesting. That's a show show on its own completely. But you know what? On the flip side, the Egyptians adored and loved cats, but I also found it interesting that they um, said a lot of Christians persecuted cats. Yes, I saw that. They associated cats with, with like, witchcraft or Satan or whatever, and so they just kind of, they were wiping them out. Yeah, because they were like, you know, yes. (laughs) Yes. But that also attributed to the Black Plague because when you wipe out all the cats, then the rat population increases, and it was the rats that caused the Black Plague. Exactly. It increased that, and so you wonder, you know, kind of the whole thing of maybe that's kind of why it all started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they were saying that the only thing that kind of replenished the cat population was, of course, during the Black Plague, so many people were dying, they weren't persecuting the cats as much, they weren't killing them, so the cat population sort of flourished again, and then they started kind of killing the rats. But the thing is, I read that the Catholic Church still sort of blamed the cats. You know, they they were like, you know, these cats are evil, blah, 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 and they tried to blame the plague on the cats, and so they start persecuting the cats again. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. And and I don't think I – I mean, I remember reading that just from my research um, today, but I don't ever remember – I remember the plague, but I don't ever remember them associating the whole cat thing with it. Uh-huh. Don't you remember that in school when they would, you would get to that part in the history book and you would hear about the plague and how it would come? Over? But I don't ever remember them saying anything about the cats. And no, I don't either. And that's why I found it very surprising when they said that. And and they said it, it kind of like went on for like a thousand years where, you know, the church just kind of turned on the cats and was like killing them up. And then that's what caused the bubonic plague. When the cat population depleted, then all the rats took over and the rats were carrying the plague. Wow. Wow. 
That is so but, interesting. That is but so fortunately, I guess when they started, you know, kind of taking the cats out again, I guess they didn't deplete them all the way, or hence we wouldn't have Missy. We wouldn't have oh, no, our domesticated cats. No. We wouldn't have any domesticated cats running around here. Our diva Missy, our resident diva in charge, would not be here. Because that would be a shame if she wasn't here. I'm sorry. I know we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't have the Missy show if we didn't have our favorite little torty, Missy. Can you imagine just, you know, just not just thinking about how the animals are extinct and just kind of going back and being here present to think. You remember they there was a, an animal that, was a cat, a feline cat that they used to have back in ancient time or back in, you know, this, but they kind of became extinct because of the whole, you know, killing off of them. Yeah. That would be crazy. Not to think yeah. that we would have cats. Yeah, I and then they were saying, too, I don't know if you, did you read anything about how, you know, during the witch trials and all that, a lot of times they would burn cats along with women who they suspected of being witches because they felt that the cats were familiars to the witches or in some cases that the cats were the witches themselves, like they could transform into cats. And so they would, you know, burn the cats up along with the women. Yeah, yeah. Read some of that too. You know, that whole kind of witchcraft thing, that was one of those things where they just kind of, where it just got, it just blew out of control. It's just one of those things that kind of, Went out of control, kind of crazy. And anything that was associated with it, just slightly. Okay, we're going to kill you too. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. so glad that I was not a woman <laughs> during the whole time. Back in those because if you even, you know, read somebody's mind or just happened to coincidentally say something, they could say, you know what, she's a witch. Exactly. 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 Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's real interesting about the cat thing, though, because I just remember hearing about that whole play thing in, the, in history, but not once do I remember them saying anything about cats being associated or contributing to it. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. And, and then there's a lot of folklore, of course, about black cats, and in some cultures, yeah. actually, black cats are seen as good luck. It just yeah. depends. You know, over here, we sort of see them as bad. Well, if they cross your path of, you know, supposedly they're supposed to be bad luck, but... I think they were saying something about if the cat is walking away from you, it's like the luck is leaving you. It's like the, the if the cat, black cat is approaching you, it's supposed to actually be bringing good luck towards you. Hey, we have a black cat in our neighborhood. <laughs> I need to find her. <laughs> Come here, little kitty. Just make sure she's walking towards you, not away. She'll walk towards me. That can of tuna will get her coming straight towards me. Come here, kitty. Hey, you're cheating. That's not cheating. You didn't say how she had to come to me. You just said she had to come to me. Yeah, okay. You're just, you're just ensuring that she's going to come towards you. Ah, uh, you know, hey, I'll take my luck any way I can get it. <laughs> any way I exactly. can get it. Exactly. Tonight, come on, Lotto. I know, right? Seriously. <laughs> that would be awesome. We could just do the show all the time. Yeah, we could have the show seven days a week, man. Everything, everything, everything. I was reading about, well, you know how we have, have the, and I didn't think about it this way, but you know how the Chinese attribute the power of controlling the hours and the days and the months and the years to animals, similar to how we have our zodiac signs and everything? Yes, yes. How they have the 12 symbolic animals that represent the 12 terrestrial branches 
um, of, of what they believe and what they think controls their fates and their lives or what have you. And I just was, like, reading them, and I was thinking, because I always hear about the year of the, you know, the year of the dog. And the year, but I was reading them, and then I was thinking, okay, it's the year of the rat, the ox, the tiger, the rabbit, the dragon, the snakes in there, which yeah. snakes everywhere, the goat, the monkey, um, the cock, which I guess is the rooster, the dog, and the pig. And I just, I wonder, like, how we have when we're born in the year where we have our year, the zodiac sign of, you know, Taurus or whatever, they have theirs as well as, as you're born, like, what's your sign? Oh, I'm born in the year of the rat or something like that. I think I'm the year of the rabbit. I Are think. you really? I don't I think know. I have to look again. To kind of look and see because I'm interested to know what year am I born? Because I would, I would say I'm born in the year of the dog because I just truly believe if there was an opportunity. <laughs> I think I was. Either I was a dog or I was a horse. I just one of the two. I just think I was. But I was. I'm just curious to see what year, in in Chinese, um, signs. I guess what year I was born under. You should look it up. But I want to say that I'm the year of the rabbit. I can see that though. I can see you, Jay, as a rabbit. I can just see you as one of the big, the big furry white ones. Just see these big furry white ones with the nice little velvety <sighs> Just sitting well, eating a little blade of grass. Well, I'll <laughs> take that as a compliment. <laughs> that is a compliment. <laughs> it's a compliment. Right? And I can see you in the year of the dog because the dog. you're yeah, a kindred spirit with dogs. You're so I am. I am the dog. But you like horses, too. You love, you love horses. Yeah. You know what? You know the animal... And I did a little bit of research on this animal, but you know another animal that I really like, and I don't think I've ever told you this. <laughs> I like donkeys. <laughs> I like donkeys. I think they're so adorable. Well, you know, I love. I love. Well, my first connection with the donkey was was the the biblical, the Christmas story, Nestor the Long-Eared yeah, Donkey. Yeah, Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey, yeah, that was sad, though. That, yeah, that was very sad, and I was just like, that just made me cry. But I never knew your affection. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and you know what? They have historical significance because, once again, going back to the Bible, you know, Mary rode a donkey from Nazareth mm-hmm. to Bethlehem when they were, you know, um, there was no room for him at the end. You know, that was in, in there, too. You know, she was carrying Jesus and, you know, she rode a donkey. Yes, that is and, so true. And then also Jesus rode a donkey into Jerusalem, you know, and at that time we have the celebration of Palm Sunday, you know, and everything. So the donkey plays a very significant role, and he's a very humble yet noble animal. I think they're so cute, though. But you know what, you know, because he just seems like he's just very, just very peaceful. Just very But just very, just very peaceful. I mean, of course. You know, it, it's a fictitious donkey, but, you know, Winnie the Pooh, come on yeah, now. Eeyore. Come on now. Come on now. Yes. He's my favorite character, though, from those. Yeah. I'm saying, come on now. Just, you know, that's if you ever want to pull a donkey out of a hat, that's the donkey you're going to pull. But if I had a lot of land... And I could just, I, I have a whole bunch of animals, but I have to have me some donkeys. I think they're so cute, and I would have several of them. I was talking to see me coming to visit you, and you're in the back with the donkey. Where's, where's Jay? She's in the back with the donkey. She's 
see the donkey right now. She'll be out in a minute. <laughs> but I get a little confused. Donkeys and mules are two separate animals, all right. They're not quite. They're not the same. I don't are think they? they're the same. I don't. Think, yeah, I don't they're think they're because the mule is the tighter. sovereign one. Yeah, donkeys aren't they a little? I'm not gonna be wrong, but they just seem like donkeys are just tinier because they're just like little bitty little, you know, little little bitty things, and 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 mules are sort of horse like. Yeah, I just know the mule is the, the stubborn one, you know. Oh, is that cute, I, did, I think I did say the, the donkey was stubborn. That is right. The mule is stubborn. <laughs> the mule is a stubborn one. But, but they're both but they're both very beautiful animals. I, I, I love animals. I often say cats are my favorites, but, you know, I, I just grew up with cats a lot. But I love all animals. And donkeys, I, I, I don't know. I was just thinking tonight as I was doing my research. I wouldn't mind having a couple of donkeys. I think I that would make me very happy. I never knew that, Jay. Yeah, that would make me really happy. I, I, I knew you, you know, I knew you loved the cat, but I never yeah. knew you, if you could have, like, land, what you would put on your land. Yeah. And I like little ducklings, too. I don't know their place in history. <laughs> like, I like the baby ducks, the little... Wow, this show went by quick. It went by quick. It went by quick. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about all our animals because I was going to do, well, let me do a little brief blurb about wolves. Okay. You know, that they they are just, in Native American culture, they're really big. Yes. But That's what I found is. was, you know, they're more respected in cultures um, where the people are primarily hunters and mm-hmm. they're not paid as much attention to in cultures that are primarily agrarian, you know. But I guess that makes sense. If you're a farmer, I guess you wouldn't see them in the same light as if you're a yeah. hunter. As a hunter, you're going to respect the wolf because they're a great hunter. Exactly, exactly. And if you're a farmer, they're coming to get what you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming to get your stuff. So I wouldn't really find respect there. Well, this show went by, it went by so quickly, and who knows, we may have to do a part two to this one because you I know, have some other have, stuff. But I have some, some more animals there. <laughs> I have the eagle and the camel that I had a little stuff to talk about. Oh, man, I would have liked to heard about the camel. Okay, we may we may have to do a part two to this one. So animals through the ages, we may do a part two. I haven't come, we haven't come up with next week's show yet, but we will keep you posted, and I will post it on here as soon as we come up with something. Thank you guys once again for Thank listening, you. and you all have a great Bye. weekend. Bye. Bye, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.